Runo twelve of Kalevala, the land of the heroes, by Elias Lunrot, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo twelve. Lemminkainen's first expedition to Poyola. Argument: Kiliki forgets her oath and goes to the village whereupon lemminkainen is enraged and resolves to divorce her immediately and to set forth to woo the maiden of poya his mother does her utmost to dissuade him telling him that he will very probably be killed lemminkainen who is brushing his hair throws the brush angrily out of his hand and declares that blood shall flow from the brush if he should come to harm he makes ready starts on his journey comes to poyola and sings all the men out of the homestead of Poyola, and only neglects to enchant one wicked cowherd. Then did Ati Lemminkainen, he the handsome Kaukolainen, live a while a life of quiet, with the young bride he had chosen, and he went not forth to battle, nor went Keeley to the village. But at length one day it happened, in the early morning hours, forth went Ati Lemminkainen to the place where spawned the fishes, and he came not home at evening and at nightfall he returned not kiliki then sought the village there to dance with sportive maidens who shall now the tidings carry who will now convey a message Ainiki twas ati's sister she it was who brought the tidings she it was conveyed the message ati o oh my dearest brother kiliki has sought the village entered there the doors of strangers where the village girls are sporting dancing with unbraided tresses ati then forever boyish he the lively lemminkainen grew both sorrowful and angry and for long was wild with fury and he spoke the words which follow o oh, my mother aged woman wash my shirt and wash it quickly in the black snake's deadly venom dry it then and dry it quickly that i may go forth to battle and contend with youths of poya and o'erthrow the youths of lapland kiliki has sought the village entered there the doors of strangers there to dance with sportive maidens with their tresses all unbraided kiliki made answer promptly she his favoured bride responded ati o oh my dearest husband do not now depart to battle i beheld while i was sleeping while my slumber was the deepest from the hearth the flames were flashing flashing forth with dazzling brightness leaping up below the windows to the furthest walls extending then throughout the house blazed fiercely like a cataract in its fury o'er the surface of the flooring and from window unto window but the lively lemminkainen answered in the words which follow not i trust in dreams of women nor rely on woman's insight o my mother who hast borne me bring me here my war-shirt quickly bring me too my mail for battle for my inclination leads me hence to drink the beer of battle and to taste the mead of combat then his mother spoke in answer o my son my dearest ati do thou not go forth to battle in the house is beer in plenty in the barrels made of alder and behind the taps of oakwood it is seasoned now for drinking and all day canst thou be singing said the lively lemminkainen but for home-brewed ale i care not rather would i drink stream-water from the end of tarry rudder and this drink were sweeter to me than the beer in all our cellars bring me here my war-shirt quickly 
Bring me too my mail for battle. I will seek the homes of Poya and o'erthrow the youths of Lapland, and for gold will ask the people, and I will demand their silver. Then said Lemminkainen's mother, O oh, my son, my dearest Ati, we ourselves have gold in plenty, silver plenty in the storeroom. Only yesterday it happened, in the early hours of morning, ploughed the slave a field of vipers full of twining twisting serpents and a chest lid raised the ploughshare and the chest was full of money coins by hundreds there were hidden thousands there were squeezed together to our stores the chest was carried in the loft we stored it safely said the lively lemminkainen naught i care for home-stored treasures i will win me marks in battle treasures won by far are better than the gold in all our storerooms or the silver found in ploughing bring me here my war-shirt quickly bring me too my mail for battle i will go to war in poya to destroy the sons of lapland there my inclination leads me and my understanding drives me and my own ears shall inform me and my own eyes show me truly if in poyola a maiden in pimentola a maiden is not longing for a lover for the best of men desirous then said lemminkainen's mother o oh, my son my dearest ati kyllikki at home is with thee fairest she of all the housewives strange it were to see two women in a bed beside one husband said the lively lemminkainen kyllikki has sought the village let her go to all the dances let her sleep in all the houses where the village girls are sporting dancing with unbraided tresses still his mother would dissuade him and the aged woman warned him yet beware my son and go not unto pojola's dread homestead destitute of magic knowledge destitute of all experience there to meet the youths of poya and to conquer lapland's children there the laplanders will sing you and the turia men will thrust you head in clay and mouth in charcoal with your arms where sparks are flying and your hands in glowing embers there upon the burning hearthstones lemminkainen heard and answered once some sorcerers would enchant me wizards charm and snakes would blast me as three laplanders attempted through the night in time of summer on a rock all naked standing wearing neither clothes nor waistband not a rag was twisted round them but they got what i could give them like the miserable codfish like the axe on stone that's battered or against the rock the auger or on slippery ice a sabot or like death in empty houses otherwise indeed they threatened otherwise events had happened for they wanted to o'erthrow me threatened they would sink me deeply in the swamp when i was walking that in mire i might be sunken in the mud my chin pushed downward and my beard in filthy places but indeed a man they found me and they did not greatly fright me i myself put forth my magic and began my spells to mutter sang the wizards with their arrows and the archers with their weapons sorcerers with their knives of iron soothsayers with their pointed weapons under tuoni's mighty cataract where the surge is most terrific underneath the highest cataract neath the worst of all the whirlpools there the sorcerers now may slumber there repose beneath their blankets till the grass may spring above them through their heads and caps sprout upward through the armpits of the sorcerers piercing through their shoulder muscles while the wizards sleep in soundness sleeping there without protection still his mother would restrain him hinder lemminkainen's journey 
once again her son dissuaded and the dame held back the hero do not go oh do not venture to that cold and dreary village to the gloomy land of poya their destruction sure awaits you evil waits for thee unhappy ruin lively lemminkainen hast thou hundred mouths to speak with even so one could not think it nor that by thy songs of magic lapland's sons would be confounded for you know not turya's language not the tongue they speak in lapland then the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomili as it chanced his hair was brushing and with greatest neatness brushed it to the wall his brush then cast he to the stove the comb flung after and again he spoke and answered in the very words which follow ruin falls on lemminkainen evil waits for him unhappy when the brush with blood is running and the comb with blood is streaming then went lively lemminkainen to the gloomy land of poya spite the warnings of his mother against the aged woman's counsel first he armed him and he girt him in his coat of mail he clad him with a belt of steel encompassed and he spoke the words which follow stronger feels a man in armour in the best of iron mail coats and of steel a magic girdle as a wizard gainst magicians then no trouble need alarm him nor the greatest evil fright him then he grasped his sword so trusty took his blade like flame that glittered which by hisi's self was wetted and by yumala was polished by his side the hero girt it thrust in sheath with leather lining how shall now the man conceal him and the mighty hero hide him there a little time he hid him and the mighty one concealed him neath the beam above the doorway by the doorpost of the chamber in the courtyard by the hayloft by the gate of all the furthest thus it was the hero hid him from the sight of all the women but such art is not sufficient and such caution would not serve him for he likewise must protect him from the heroes of the people there where two roads have their parting on a blue rock's lofty summit and upon the quaking marshes where the waves are swiftly coursing where the waterfall is rushing in the winding of the rapids then the lively lemminkainen spoke the very words which follow rise ye up from earth o swordsmen you the earth's primeval heroes from the wells arise ye warriors from the rivers rise ye bowmen with thy dwarfs arise o woodlands forests come with all thy people mountain ancient with thy forces water hisi with thy terrors water mistress with thy people with thy scouts o water father all ye maidens from the valleys richly robed among the marshes come ye to protect a hero comrades of a youth most famous that the sorcerer's arrows strike not nor the swords of the magicians nor the knife-blades of enchanters nor the weapons of the archers if this be not yet sufficient still i know of other measures and implore the very highest even ukko in the heavens he of all the clouds the ruler of the scattered clouds conductor ukko thou of gods the highest aged father in the heavens thou amidst the clouds who breathest thou amid the air who speakest give me here a sword of fire by a sheath of fire protected that i may resist misfortune that i may avoid destruction overthrow the powers infernal overcome the water sorcerers that all foes that stand before me and the foes who stand behind me and above me and beside me may be forced to own my power 
crush the sorcerers with their arrows the magicians with their knife blades and the wizards with their sword blades all the scoundrels with their weapons then the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomili from the bush his courser whistled from the grass the gold-maned courser thereupon the horse he harnessed in the shafts the fiery courser in the sledge himself he seated and the sledge began to rattle o'er the horse his whip he flourished cracked the whip and urged him onward started quickly on his journey rocked the sledge the way grew shortened and the silver sand was scattered and the golden heather crackled thus he drove one day a second drove upon the third day likewise and at length upon the third day came the hero to a village then the lively lemminkainen drove the rattling sledge straight onward forth along the furthest pathway to the furthest of the houses and he asked upon the thresholds speaking from behind the window is there someone in this household who can loose my horse's harness and can sink the shaft poles for me and can loose the horse's collar from the floor a child made answer and a boy from out the doorway there is no one in this threshold who can loose your horse's harness or can sink the shaft poles for you or can loose the horse's collar little troubled lemminkainen o'er the horse's whip he brandished with the beaded whip he smote him drove the rattling sledge straight onward on the midmost of the pathways to the midmost of the houses and he asked upon the threshold and beneath the eaves he shouted is there no one in this household who will hold the horse reins for me and the chest bands will unloosen that the foaming steed may rest him from the stove a crone responded from the stove bench cried a gossip there are plenty in this household who can hold the horse reins for you and the chest bands can unloosen and can sink the shaft poles for you perhaps ten men may be sufficient or a hundred if you need them who would raise their sticks against you give you too a beast of burden and would drive you homeward rascal to your country wretched creature to the household of your father to the dwelling of your mother to the gateway of your brother to the threshold of your sister ere this very day is ended ere the sun has reached its setting little heeded lemminkainen and he spoke the words which follow may they shoot the crone and club her on her pointed chin and kill her then again he hurried onward thundering on upon his journey on the highest of the pathways to the highest of the houses then the lively lemminkainen reached the house to which he journeyed and he spoke the words which follow and expressed himself in this wise stop the barker's mouth o hisi and the dog's jaws close o lempo and his mouth securely muzzle that his gagged teeth may be harmless that he may not bark a warning when a man is passing by him as he came into the courtyard on the ground he slashed his whiplash from the spot a cloud rose upward in the cloud a dwarf was standing and he quickly loosed the chest bands and the shafts he then let downward then the lively lemminkainen listened with his ears attentive but no person there observed him so that no one present knew it out of doors he heard a singing through the moss he heard them speaking through the walls heard music playing through the shutters heard a singing in the house he cast his glances gazed into the room in secret and the house was full of wizards and the benches full of singers by the walls there sat musicians seers were sitting in the doorway on the upper benches sorcerers by the hearth were soothsayers seated there a lapland bard was singing hoarsely singing songs of hisi then the lively lemminkainen thought it wise to change his figure 
to another shape transformed him left his hiding-place and entered thrust himself into the chamber and he spoke the words which follow fine a song may be when ended grandest are the shortest verses wisdom better when unspoken than in midmost interrupted then came pojola's old mistress on the floor advancing swiftly till she reached the chamber's middle and she spoke these words in answer once there was a dog among us and a shaggy iron-haired puppy eating flesh of bones a biter one who licked the blood when freshest who among mankind may you be who among the list of heroes boldly thus the house to enter pushing right into the chamber yet the dogs have never heard you nor have warned us with their barking said the lively lemminkainen surely i have not come hither void of art and void of knowledge void of strength and void of cunning taught not magic by my father and without my parents counsel that the dogs should now devour me and the barkers should attack me but it was my mother washed me when a boy both small and slender three times in the nights of summer nine times in the nights of autumn and she taught me all the pathways and the knowledge of all countries and at home sang songs of magic likewise too in foreign countries then the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomili soon began his songs of magics all at once began his singing fire flashed from his fur cloak's borders and his eyes with flame were shining with the songs of lemminkainen as he sang his spells of magic sang the very best of singers to the worst of all the singers and he fed their mouths with pebbles and he piled up rocks above them on the best of all the singers and most skilful of magicians then he sang the men thereafter both to one side and the other to the plains all bare and treeless to the lands unploughed forever to the ponds devoid of fishes where no perch has ever wandered to the dreadful falls of rucha and amid the roaring whirlpools underneath the foaming river to the rocks beneath the cataract there to burn as if mid fire and to scatter sparks around them then the lively lemminkainen sang his songs against the swordsmen sang the heroes with their weapons sang the young men sang the old men and the men of age between them and his song spared one man only and he was a wicked cowherd old with eyes both closed and sightless markahatu then the cowherd spoke the very words which follow oh thou lively son of lempi thou hast banned the young and old men banned the men of age between them wherefore hast not banned me likewise said the lively lemminkainen therefore tis that i have spared thee that thou dost appear so wretched pitiful without my magic in the days when thou wast younger thou wast worst of all the cowherds hast destroyed thy mother's children and disgraced thy very sister all the horses hast thou crippled all the foals hast thou outwearied in the swamps or stony places plashing through the muddy waters markahatu then the cowherd greatly vexed and greatly angry through the open door went quickly through the yard to open country ran to tuonela's deep river to the dreadful river's whirlpool waited there for kaukomili waited there for lemminkainen till on his return from poya he should make his journey homeward end of runo 12 recording by expatriate in bangor maine